This is Mike and Dory, and welcome to Mentally Speaking. It's only 6 o'clock, and it's already dark out. I hate this time of year. I actually kind of like it because it's cooler. I hate, hate, hate. It's too cold. Yeah, I don't like it cold, but I don't want it hot either. Hot just sucks. But it's too cold. It's in the 30s or the 40s, and it's just, no, I hate it. Yeah, but the nice part about it is that you get to warm up by cozying up with your loved ones in a nice little blanket, watch some horror films, be happy. Not when you're outside or you need to go somewhere or do something. Yeah, that part sucks. Then you just got to wear a bunch of coats and jackets and be all stuffed in your car like a fucking sausage. (laughs) I can't put my arms down. (laughs) And I have nowhere good to put a coat at work either. Well, that's not my fault. I could put it in the little cubby thingy, but I don't like that little cubby thingy. And I put my jacket on the back of the chair, so I don't want to put my coat there too, because then it'll be all in my way of my back. And I have a sensitive back. It's not that sensitive, is it? No, it's not. I didn't think so. Still, I hate this cold weather. I like the cold. I don't like it. I like the cold, because no bugs, and Mm. no bugs. And you don't have to strip down to your bones in order to cool off. Your bones? Yeah. I'm good stripping. Well, sometimes it just, I mean, you could be naked and it's just, it's nasty when it's so hot. And you go into the air conditioning to cool off and take a pause and then go back. I prefer the heat. I'm all heat. But speaking of heat. We stopped the last podcast we were doing in the middle of the summer. Yes, we did. And it was very... Summery. Um, sudden that we stopped. <laughs> we gave no warning. It was just one day, like, yeah, we're recording. Here we go. Tune in next week. And then, bam, they were done. Yep, just like our cat um, signified for us. Mm-hmm. Would you... Who We... Yeah. Do you want to tell them, or you want me to tell them why? You tell them. Because it was my family? Yes, it was your story. Oh, boy. So my mom had back surgery. She was getting rods and screws put in her back for something. I don't know. Her back always hurt. It was to fix her back, I thought. Clearly. So I mean, yeah. she went in the hospital, had the surgery done, went home, and ended up having some complications, got very confused, and she couldn't keep food down and ended up back in the hospital and then ended up in the um, intensive, see, care, intensive unit. care unit. And was it almost was like she was an Alzheimer's patient or something. She couldn't remember much, kind of out of it, just very confused, very un. Very much not herself. That was very scary. So there came a point where she had, I think the doctor said it was a seizure, but that's not confirmed. But her heart rate rate dropped really low, and she was unresponsive, and it scared the bejesus out of my dad. And he called me and said, if you're going to come visit, you might want to come soon. She doesn't look good. So, of course... It's my mama. So I went down the next day 
and I stayed for a few days, and she ended up being fine. She came home probably a week after I came home, and she's doing very well now. A little slow, but like physically walking, she's a little slow. But mentally, she's back to her normal self as far as I know. And she even remembers kind of some of what happened. She like, remembers a lot of it. Even though it was just kind mm -hmm. of, she seemed like she was high on, you know, some good stuff. So I'm sure then you, the listener, is asking, why'd you stop your pad podcast? You your just podcast? Went, your podcast. <laughs> you just went on a four-day vacation. Why'd you stop your podcast? And yeah, you're right. Why did we? I don't know. But I went into a really deep depression funk. It really got to me. And then even though she was okay when I got home, it just really kind of fucked me up for a while. And I lost that motivation to do much. And it just didn't work. Jive. Yeah. It didn't continue. No. So... Somehow, I'm back closer to normal. Yes, closer. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm willing to do a few things here and there now. Yes, so which is a first. We decided to come back. In a long time. Like, for instance, let's catch y'all up. Let's see, two years ago, we started on our bedroom. Oh, we're talking about that now? Yeah, two she years ago. She always holds that against me. Well... As I was trying to say, two years ago, we started on our bedroom. Um, we ripped out the ceiling. We tried and, to and I figure replaced, out a beam I replaced issue. the ceiling. I fixed the beam issue. Yeah. Is the ceiling finished? It needs to be painted, but otherwise, yes. It's not finished because it needs to be painted. And you need to put up the crown molding. But it's not that bad unpainted. We need crown molding and need to finish the walls. Yes, we and need to I fix the walls. And I plan to do it soon, so shut your face. <laughs> but how long has it been? Two years since we started on a rather pretty, you know, fast project. It wasn't. It was a project full of problems. There was all sorts of problems. Well, yeah, I mean... The beam was use... a problem. The ceiling was a problem. The walls are a problem. The bed gets in the way. It's just, it's been a problem. So, it has not been a easy project. <laughs> well, I mean, we already knew that the walls were going to be wonky and the floor is wonky, which we need to redo the floor again. Mm. That's the other thing I did. Redid the whole floor. Mm -hmm. We're not redoing it anytime soon. So, anyway, back to the podcast topics. Since we are talking about kind of mental health with family life and marriage life and all that goodies, mm -hmm. how do you think everything kind of jived at home after, during and after I got home and all of that was going on and I was kind of in that funk? Was it a lot different around home? Did it affect the kids very much? I don't think it affected the kids if at all. I mean, honestly, our children are so laid back that half the time you want to snap your fingers in front of their faces and check their pulses to make sure they're alive. That's true. They're just very, very subdued children. So it's hard to say if 
you affected them negatively or not. I mean, one, yeah. they were worried, you know, with you, of course, because that's grandma. their grandma. Grandma. And they wanted to make sure she was okay, but her cat saying hello. <laughs> um, it, I don't think it really affected them the way it did between, let's say, you and me, where we were kind of annoyed with each other a lot. We were. Well, well, you seem to be kind of I was irritable. Testy. So then I guess that's the next question. How did it affect you? I just pissed you off because I was testy. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Such a loving, caring wife. I did love That's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> testy little shit. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't care about your mother. No, no, testy. no, no, no. I know. I care a lot about your mother. I know. So we other have than testy, how did it affect but you? But I care a lot. Other than me being testy, how would you say it affected you? I worried a lot about your mother. I, you know, well, despite of I don't. I'm things. not worried about my mother. I mean, I am, but that's not what we're talking about. Between us, the family. Yes. The house. Yes. I understand what you were asking. As I was trying to say, is that I care a lot about your mother. But at the same time, I just kind of felt like um, it was a lot of, eh? So the ambiguity of what was wrong with her kind of affected me, too. A lot of what? Eh. What like, was eh? eh. What was Nobody knew what the hell was wrong. I still don't. Yeah, they don't know what's, what was going on. They don't know what was wrong, why she acted like. You know, she smoked way too much peyote <laughs> in a sitting and, you know, things like that. So I think it kind of bothered me that they couldn't figure that out. And watching how it affected you bothered me. Because you were, you were kind of a basket case about it. You were very, very uptight and worried about it. So, Tank answer your question between us I think it was a it was kind of a dynamic of you're annoying but at the same time I get it <laughs> and you know I, I'm sorry that it's like that and I understand your worry and your fears and all that stuff but at the same time I just didn't I knew deep down she wasn't going anywhere anytime soon but you didn't know that. I did, you, but I didn't. It was wishful thinking. It was a lot of hope. You didn't know that. Nobody knew that. The doctors no. didn't know it because no one knew what was wrong, so no one could have known that. But I just you got to like, know what's wrong to know if it's going to be a yeah. But this is your mother we're talking about. I'm, she has all sorts of problems. Anywhere. You don't she know that. My dad ain't going anywhere. He's a cockroach. My mom ain't like that. We don't know that. I mean, obviously she wasn't, but we didn't know that. I think them not knowing what was wrong, me being here and them in Ohio, across the state, and them made telling it harder for me because it was harder for me to get details. I was constantly talking to my brother and my dad and getting little bits here and there, never getting the full story. Well, but one was my dad didn't more... seem to get the full story either, so it made it a whole lot harder for me because I was in the dark. 
one seemed to downplay it, whereas the other one seemed to way, way, way upplay it. Well, one was a whole lot more invested in my mom than the other. Well, yeah. As far as being married to her for 50 years. Versus being her son for 45. Yeah. Yes. But the level of difference, though, between how your dad and your brother kind of relayed the information back and forth also was a detriment. <laughs> because I think my brother relayed the information in the way my dad fed it to him. Yeah, but your brother didn't. Your brother didn't quite seem so. He never does. No, but he's more laid back than me. Yes, he is. In, in, in a lot in, of ways. In a lot of ways, not every way, but yes. <laughs> um, whereas your dad acted like you know, and rightfully so, the sky was falling. So it was kind of hard to truly get a feel for what was going on. Because of us being here versus them being there in Cincinnati. And, you know, in reference, we're on the East Coast side of Pennsylvania. So it's over eight-hour trip to mm. get from there to here. Yep. Or vice versa. So it's not like, oh, they're just over the border type of thing. No, they're on the opposite side. But even when I got there and I spent all day at the hospital with my dad, I still did not feel like I knew any more. Than I knew when I was getting the information relayed from my dad. Because the doctors didn't know anything or tell us anything. The nurses didn't know anything. Nobody knew anything. So it was just kind of wait and hope if she got better. And it was also kind of hard because you weren't there to talk to the doctors with your father. Mm -hmm. Which also makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Because how they word it, you could have interpreted it differently than he did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some... When people hear certain words, it can cause them to completely shut down. Mm -hmm. And so it may not have been anywhere near the level of what your dad heard because he heard certain words. And it's just like, wait a minute, what? And mm -hmm. then, you know, they weren't good enough to be around longer to explain better. They just kind of fed him some jargon, threw it at him and like, eh, do with it what you will. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Figure it out from there. Kind of asshole-ish level. But, I mean, you know, I guess that's uh, yeah, when well, you get to specialists. When they say she probably has meningitis, mm -hmm. was meningitis and she's going to die, I mean, I can kind of see why he would go off the deep end there. Yes, that but wasn't, most people uh, recover from meningitis if they get according to my dad and the way the doctor worded it i understand why he freaked out that one night yes i'm not blaming your dad mm -hmm. i'm saying they worded it wrong to make your dad freak out because if you actually you know do research on it meningitis people survive more mm. most survive nowadays mm -hmm. yes if this was like 30 mm. 40 50 years ago or more yes she's going to die she had no hope but because it happened now, she has a huge hope. But the test said it was not meningitis, so. Yeah, so I mean. Who knows? Could have been a little, who knows what it could have been. Nothing showed anything. <laughs> None of the tests right. showed a damn thing. So it was just a medical anomaly. And she was 
for most of my visit, she was a whole lot better. Like, after she took a nap after breakfast and before she ate lunch, she was really good. And then once she would eat, she would drop back into that almost um, Alzheimer's type mm-hmm. mentality. And then after she took a nap, she would be good again. And then eat dinner and drop back into it again. It was like eating was making her so tired. Her brain couldn't even keep up. It was right. very strange. It was. And it just, it was, it was odd. But all of that just caused a lot of kind of, not physical chaos. As in, you know, everybody's running around like a chicken with a head cut off. Mm-hmm. But it caused a lot of internal chaos Mm. and so it sent me in a downward spiral yes it did like i mean i have depression and anxiety i've been clinically diagnosed with both i'm on medication Mm -hmm. but as everyone knows certain things can trigger trigger it make it worse i mean situations make it worse Mm -hmm. and that one sent me into a, a spiral and I would it, say tailspin. You were more spinning than, like, you know, just spiral. You know, a spiral is spinning, right? That goes round and round. Yes, but it was... it goes down. It was, was faster than a spiral. It, you know, it wasn't like a kitty fun slide. It was but more like... On the bright side, I have a good therapist now, so... A I Jewish have, top thing. I don't have a dreidel. Jewish... I don't have a Jewish therapist. No. You were more like a dreidel. Uh, at least I don't think she is. She doesn't look Jewish. It was, wow. Really? <laughs> she doesn't look Jewish. She's oh not. Lord! But anyway, I have a good therapist now, so I guess she got me out of it. Her time got me out of it. My mom better that got me out of it. I don't know. I think it was but, a combination of your mom got better, and your therapist is just like awesome. But I'm good enough now to where I want to do something. I listen to other podcasts that kind of make me want to do it more. And, and why is that? Here I am. Why is what? Why did listening to other podcasts make you want to do your own? I don't know. Really? You have no idea? Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like fun. Hey, they're doing it. Why not me? <laughs> I want someone to listen to me. I want someone to hear my story. <laughs> That's why. So why do you want to do a podcast? Because you, you don't want listen. To. Really? <laughs> That's a worse reason than me. No, no, no. This is just as stupid as yours. So what's your real reason? I just, I enjoy radio. You enjoy I, talking? To an extent. Mm. Hey. To my detriment. Shut up. <laughs> You're always complaining. You don't talk enough. You don't talk enough. And then when I do, oh my God, why won't you shut up? Mm-hmm. So why don't Isn't you? That what you're supposed to do when you're no. married? No, it is not at all what you're supposed to do. I don't think. But anyway, I chose it because I I just enjoy it. Like when we did the radio, um, when we were living in Ohio, internet radio and all that stuff. That was it was a lot of fun, and you know we got to meet a lot of different people. And back in the day, for some backstory. I was into the 
Paranormal and Paranormal Internet Radio and all those people and all that craziness and drama. And I started doing radio, like hosting a, a talk show with my brother and interviewing different paranormal people. You did the um, talk show with Jeff? Yeah. Either investigators or authors or whatever. And then I would do other talk shows and I did a lot of other radio shows and I would do, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, move up in the ranks at the different networks I was on. And eventually I started my own network with a couple of uh, friends of mine. And we ran this network for a couple of years with a lot of music and we had different talk shows and it was a whole lot of fun. Um, we had I a show. I can't remember that. the show that you did with Jeff. I think it was Miami Town Ghost Talk, my first one. I don't remember it. That's how good it was. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was pretty good. But Are you sure about that? <laughs> that was at the same time we were doing the ghost tour. And yeah. Jeff and I wrote a book. We have a published book about the ghost. Two published books yes. about the ghosts um, and hauntings in Ohio. So we ran that radio show. You and I did a show for a while. I did a lot mm -hmm. of different ones. It took up pretty much all of my time. Always on there. We had a chat room I had to manage. and It was great fun, but it was too much, too much drama. So we quit. We went and quite a while. money, really. Off yeah, of we never much. made any money. So maybe we didn't do that well as, as well as I thought. But Well, I mean, we had a lot of listeners and such, but you have to get to a certain point to where mm -hmm. you get the advertisers coming in. And I guess, you know, y'all didn't try hard enough or whatever. And paranormal, I don't think is, I guess it is. I don't it's know. hugely popular, yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, I guess we just suck. They go to Comic-Cons and things like that, which we should have gone to. That would have been awesome. I went to the Paranormal Cons, yeah, no. which were awesome. I met Mr. Danny Trejo there, machete guy. Mm -hmm. He's just a little wrinkly bastard and flabby. And he now he's nice. going to come and find you and beat your ass the next time he sees he's, you. He's flabby. <laughs> we'll just, just flap his little arm flap. He's Don't old. be mean. <laughs> he was cool. It was awesome to meet him. I love his movies, the ones I've seen. And he was really good in Breaking Bad, but he's not as tough as he looks in the show. Well, he might be, but he doesn't seem that tough when you look at him. I didn't really get like a good. If Mr. Trejo ever hears this, do not hit me. I apologize for my husband's stupid remarks. <laughs> I said it only. was cool to meet him. It was great. He was awesome, yes. but he's not what you see on TV. Yes, he's. Not the He's same. He's different. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't the same when you meet them. And I got to meet the ghost hunters, Jay and... Is it Jay? Yeah. Jason? Jason And Muse? it was Grant in the beginning, yeah. I got to meet them somewhere. I think that was just at the bookstore, not a con. But I, I got remember. to meet all sorts of people and talk to people and do all sorts of fun stuff. You and I talked to the... the Elaine and... Ed Warren. Yeah, the Warrens. It was great fun. So here we are again, without the ghosts, trying to make a podcast mm -hmm. and trying to get somewhere with it. Yeah. Let's see if we last longer than six episodes this time. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yes. That was my fault. I'm allowed to say it. Yes, it was your fault. When my mom died. I had 
a list of things for us to talk about. Like a big list. And you're just like, no, no, no. So now. Every week you would say, what are we going to talk about? Because you had What do you want to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. Because I had the list. And every time I'd offer you the list, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Because usually it was something that would last about five minutes. Uh huh. Uh huh. For example, what's your favorite movie? There's a lot of favorite movies. Oh, there, it's over. Episode no, it's done. not. That's the end of the episode. No. Amen. I have The so, Exorcist. Right, we're not really going into that. That was just an example. You name the movies, and the episode's over, and we're done. And that's it. Mind no. Shock, Redemption, and Why? Full Metal Jacket, and Train Spotting, and Why did you like, like um, Train Spotting? Because it was a good movie. Why? I don't know. Because they acted well and they did cool stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why does anyone like a movie? Well, I mean, well acted, well written, and well directed, and it was good. But there, I mean, everyone likes Shawshank Redemption. I There's don't no think everybody. I think they do. I don't think everybody likes Shawshank. If you don't like Shawshank, don't listen to me because you're evil. <laughs> I enjoyed Shawshank Redemption. Because it was a good story and a good adaptation of a King novel, uh, short story, I should say. Novella. Wasn't a short story. Oh, novella. Sorry. I thought it started off as a short story, then became a novella, and then went to movie. I don't know. But today you buy the novella. There's well, okay. no short story available. So we're going with novella. What about The Usual Suspects? That's a very good one, too. But what made you love that one? I loved it because of the twists and churns. (laughs) They were churning butter. (laughs) Just extremely well written. But I had to watch it like seven times and you explain it to me to fully understand everything. Dude, I had to watch it many times too. Mm -hmm. Because there's just so many, I guess you could call them Easter eggs, to give you clues as to who's who. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was really well done. And I, I enjoyed those movies. But there are movies... That I'm sure that you didn't like, that a lot of other people liked. For instance, E.T., which I still have not seen. I never said I didn't like it. I don't remember it that well, so I can't say if I liked it or not. Couldn't have but been that great if you can't remember movie, it. wasn't a movie I sat there and watched over and over again, but that's not uncommon. There aren't many movies I watch more than once on purpose. Only when you have it on and I'm sitting here. Because I sit here watching things that you don't, that you like and I don't like. Yeah, and I've sat there and watched (laughs) shit you like that I didn't. So we're even on that. There's a lot of stuff that you like, I don't, and vice versa. But anyway. So what was the first movie you said you liked? Shawshank, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. What was it about that? It was well written. I don't know. I really don't have the answer. But that's not what this podcast is about. Well, I was just curious. I'm allowed to ask. And I ain't going to answer. Because you don't have an answer. No, I don't. I'll take it off air. How about that? Well, I don't care off air. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. Go on. What are we talking about? Well, we were talking about our hiatus, our hi- 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 our vacation. There we go. 
why we stopped suddenly, you know, about. So let me ask you this. We stopped because of me, basically. Because I didn't want to, I don't know, I just didn't have the motivation. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you wishing we continued or were you kind of, eh, whatevs as well? <laughs> I was Because you kind didn't of push like a, it. No, because I didn't push it because I knew you weren't really gung-ho at the moment. I wasn't feeling the vibes. Yeah. And, you know, you can't push somebody to do something when the vibe ain't there. Otherwise, it's just like talking to a brick wall. It's vibeless. Yes, it's vibeless. Or it comes off, you know, monotone and never affected of think, any sort. I think and last week just... I was a brick wall in the first episode. Yeah, but I talked enough and you had enough personality you for both of us. talk a lot. You talk a lot, too. You know. No. Yes. <laughs> there are times when you talk a lot. Um, and in fact, this episode was supposed to be you talking mostly. I did for a while mm-hmm. until you started. Because you said and something then, that then made me think of something. And I can't continue because you just. And there you have it, folks. The reason why we quit the first time. <laughs> the real reason, because he's an ass. And I run out of things to say quickly. I had a solo podcast going for a while, too. I couldn't make it more than 15 minutes, because I don't know what else to say. You I'm have a to very just... quiet person. Yes, you're a very quiet, shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have enough to say. You do. I'm not a talker walker. You have a lot to say. You just... Don't say it. Don't articulate it. But it's got to be on subject. And if I've already spoken my subject, that's why I have a hard time reading. I mean writing, not reading. I have a hard time writing. Because I have this big idea in my head and two pages it's already done. Instead of the 350 pages it's supposed to be. Because you got to fill it in. So here I said everything I had in mind in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then I run out of things. Because I don't know what else there is. Because I'm just that quiet person that just speaks my mind. I don't fill it in with details. I just say what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, well, no, not always. you got to just put in the details. Give people what they want, the behind the scenes. You know, what was your mental state? What, in, what were you thinking in those moments? Which? When you were going through your funk. My mama moments? Your funk moments. <laughs> My mama moments. Yeah, your mama moments. I was, I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad and worried. I don't know how to explain what I was thinking or feeling. I mean, that's the gist of it. But with depression, you tend to lose motivation sometimes and just don't really uh, care to go on, I guess. Why? Why do you think you felt like you were ready to give it up at that point? I mean, your, it was just your mom. Not that, you know what I'm saying. Because it. Your mom matters. Just but your mom. 
you go on, you know, like thousands of thousands and thousands of years, millions of years. I'm not going to live. Billions of years. I'm not going to live that long. We've, no, not. You we, said you go on. Not you, you, specifically. The human race goes on. We have for millennia lost a lot of, you know, yeah. friends and well, family sure and we keep survive. going on. I'm and sure survive. I would have survived so, if she didn't make it. I'm sure you would have. But what, in that moment, though, were you thinking that just crashed your little brain? It was unexpected. It was a surprise. I wasn't ready for it. Figured back surgery, she would be in and out, and there wouldn't be a problem. Well, and technically, that is what they said it was. It's just an in-and-out surgery. That's what it should have been. And so it was a surprise. It caught me off guard. Didn't really know what was going on. And I don't think I was 100% in a good spot before that either. So that just kind of tipped the scales the wrong direction. And why don't you think you were in a good spot before? Really? Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me how that made you feel? Annoyed. I don't know why. I haven't been in a good spot for majority of my life because I have depression. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And I don't think my medicine was working that well at that time. It was not. My new medicine is working much better. And you don't burp as much. Burp? Mm-hmm. What? I was other... burping a lot. Yes, you were. No? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Seemed like you were burping a lot more on the other medicine. And you had mm -hmm. a lot of reflux and such, which also yes. kind of exacerbated the whole, um, I guess you could say, depression and anxiety, too. Because you weren't 100% yourself no. physically. Because right. yeah. the medicine was causing you to not be able to sleep very well. Because you were constantly, you know, coughing and mm -hmm. having acid reflux. So that would wake you up. And then when you don't have enough sleep, you're irritable and tired anyway. And then that compounded and when you're tired, with... you're more depressed. Mm-hmm. And when you're depressed, you get tired. Mm -hmm. So it's like a never-ending cycle of I'm tired and I'm depressed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the anxiety of what's going on with your mom coupled with you're tired, you're depressed... And you have um, acid reflux from medicine going on, making you more tired and depressed. I'm sure was like, what is it, a powder cake waiting to go kaboom. Yes. You nailed it. Nailed the cake? So why did I get better then? Because <laughs> you changed your medicine, as I forced you to. I wouldn't go that far, but... Well, I, I was, begged you. I was getting for better many, before many I months. changed my medicine. I begged you for many, many, many I mean, months. I fixed a couple of health issues mm -hmm. that have helped me feel a little better. Mm -hmm. But I didn't fix some other things that I don't want to mention on here. I haven't done anything about a couple of other things that I know makes me a little sadder. Mm -hmm. So I guess just. The bad circumstances improved, and so I got better. So how about you? How are you feeling? Honestly, I mean, I feel 
I, I don't. <laughs> how you do it? I don't feel like I'm depressed, but I don't feel happy. Like I'm not in a bad place, but I'm not in a great place either. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not fully well, numb to the point of where I can't show emotion or can't have emotion, but I'm numb enough so that when I see something bad, it's like, damn, I'm you know that bothers me, but oh well, I'm good, <laughs> kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what my new medicine has done to me. My my level of giving a shit mm -hmm. has substantially dropped. Yeah, and I. I think the level of giving a shit makes a huge difference because mm -hmm. um, before I got on my medication, um, my level of giving a shit was too much. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was just way, 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 way too much. Mm -hmm. And then compounded with um, incidents with our child mm -hmm. just kind of pushed it over the edge and made it ten times worse than it should have been. And then, um, in dealing with what happened with our child was hard. Very. That's one of the hardest things I think any family can deal with. Yeah. And you don't know why, you don't know where, when, how, who, nothing, you know, makes sense. Because one moment it seems like everything's okay. And then kaboom, mm -hmm. it's, you know, thrown in your face and, you're like, well, it's your fault. And so then it makes it even worse. Yep. So I was in a really bad place throughout yep. that. And then on top of that, my um, physicality changed because my leg got worse. You got dusty. You got very dusty. Mm -hmm. You were very dusty. Why don't you tell me how testy I was? I just did. <laughs> Why don't you make me testy? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But it's just when you're depressed and in those states, you're irritable, you're angry because you feel that way mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily 100% know why. You have an idea. Like, you know, so-and-so happened, so you should be sad. But it's not just, um, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, I'm sad. It's, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, I'm sad, and I feel like the world is ending now. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you're conflating your boyfriend to your world, which some people do. That's a whole other discussion. That would be codependency. But <laughs> um, I'm your world, though. Yeah, in a different way, though. No. Yes. You can't, you can't live without me. Yes, I can. No. Yes, I can. Uh -uh. You wish you were that important. <laughs> I gave her a look. <laughs> Just so you know. Yes, yes, yes. It was the universal look of, are you shitting me? <laughs> but anyway, I can live without you. And as I was, as I was saying, though, depression is just all of these things just kind of hit you harder than you feel like it should. And then you feel guilty because it hits you harder than you feel like it should. You feel like it, so, that's not how you should feel in that moment. Did your depression, did your medicine help you that much? 
or was it just time and circumstance? The first medicine, I think it really helped, but overhelped <laughs> because I was completely numb. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, I broke my toe. Oh, you broke your arm. Oh, well, <laughs> mm -hmm. who cares? Oh, the sun's out. Oh, Pol really politics out. get in your way to yeah. you get a little too involved in that. Take it too, too much to heart. Well, you got to kind of take it in different ways, though, because politics, you let it affect you. Politics will affect you differently than it will affect me because of who we are. Yes, I understand that, and, and there's a point where it should affect you. Because but there's there's more there's things a point where that it's will affect you too than much. You. You're a guy, and I'm white. And you're white, right? So. I understand that. And so it should bother me more than it should. Well, actually, it should bother you as much because of the fact that you have, you know, children. Just because I don't react like you do doesn't mean it doesn't bother me. I'm not saying it doesn't yeah, bother me. Yeah, but I'm saying just, it should bother me. There's a level of, of uh, fuck, what's the word? Mm. You just, certain people, not just you. I mean, you do it too, but there's a handful of people that just take it too personally and let it bother them. But anyway, on a different note, when you get the irritability because of depression, do you find that you get a shorter, I mean, I guess irritability would mean this, but you get angrier and your mm -hmm. fuse is obviously shorter because you're irritable, but mm -hmm. do you find that you get angrier than you should? Over stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which um, also puts into the guilt. I've kind of been down that road lately. Because you get, like, something happens and you get angry. Your fuse just blows up. And then you feel guilty because you realize you didn't need to blow up like that. It mm -hmm. wasn't, that situation didn't call for that level of animosity. But I, at the same time, so then... You're angry that you got angry, <laughs> and you're depressed because you got angry at the stupidest thing, and you're depressed that you're angry still, I did that, that you got angry. I did that a little while ago over a guy cutting me off right. at an intersection, and I went ballistic on his ass, and I felt really bad later that night because I went, I overreacted. Where you go overboard, you know, I may go overboard with politics, you kind of go overboard with that. Where Sometimes. that really, really bothers you a lot, all the time, dude. Um, your mouth, whoo, whoo, sailors are blushing around the world, and they're supposed to have the potty mouths of the world, which I don't understand. I mean, where wouldn't it be, say, Marines or the mm -hmm. Army? The Marines. Why would why why does the Navy have to have the potty mouth? I guess because no one can hear them because they're out at sea. <laughs> no one can hear you curse. <laughs> the new horror yeah. movie. A <laughs> bunch of people cursing. <laughs> I agree. Traffic people get to me. Yes. We're as a thing. I think everybody has their triggers mm -hmm. that just overwhelm them and upset them way more than it should. And, you know, to an extent, it should bother you. You know, you don't want to get cut off. 
because that can cause a serious accident. You don't want your rights taken away from you because, well, when your rights are taken away from you, you can be enslaved again and all that shit. But in that specific case, I didn't want the little fucker cheating me going down the right lane and cutting over in front of a hundred cars behind me when we all waited patiently to get through that light. He doesn't deserve to go down the free lane that's supposed to be right turn only and cut in front of me. So he had to pay for that. I don't dispute that. So I gave him hell. And whoever was with him was in the back seat, like, waving at me and trying hard to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, stop, we're sorry. Okay, I understand. And I was angry. And then later I felt bad because it was a little overreaction. Yeah, it very big overreaction. You weren't there. Based on what Josh No, you weren't there. He wasn't there either. Oh. I was on my way home from work. Oh, okay. That was like yesterday. Someone turned out in front of us. I just laid on the horn. That was all. Yeah, but even he acted like it was a bit much. Yeah. Yes. The guy deserved it. He saw me coming. I was going full speed. And he just turned out in front of me. So he deserved to be honked at. I'm not allowed to hold on to the horn until I get through the intersection. But we have come to the end of this here episode. Do you have any final words? I'm sorry. I'm just... To me... Okay, so let me explain a little bit. The reason why I find it funny is that to me, when you get angry at other people, it's just because you don't get angry often. Mm -hmm. Like even when you get mad at me, it's like, whatever, dude. Even though you can be frightening, Mm -hmm. especially when we first got together and I didn't know your temper. Um, But it's just, it's funny to me because you're so laid back and so subdued and so quiet. And then it's like, you reach your apex, and it's just like, uh, yep. You go zero to one hundred fifty in two point two milliseconds, and so I just to me it's funny thinking of those. Kind of like when my dad gets angry, all he does is bitch, 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 mm-hmm. bitch, bitch. Literally, he sits there, he stands there and says, bitch, 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 bitch. Don't forget to check us out on the social media. I'll try to put the links in the description. I believe they're in the link. No, they're in the description of episode one. Check us out. Give us five stars. Give us a rating. We are... I'll try. No, there is no try. Only do. Ah! Okay, I'll put them in there. And... (laughs) um, our son is our producer. our producer dude, and he just set up a YouTube channel while we were recording this. So I'll put the link in there too, and we'll talk all about it next week. Very and saying bye. we will also talk about. I don't know. I don't remember. We'll talk about something else next week. So be sure to come back every Tuesday. And thank you. Memory. We should talk about memory and depression. But I won't remember. Neither will I. So, you'll find out. (laughs) 